what's your checklist that you go through? And I was like, oh, I have this little like dance. I go, those are up, that's in, that's down, that's locked. And I have this little like hand thing that I do. Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. Okay, well, welcome back to this episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast. My guest today is Tara Burnett of Tara's Tiny Trailer. Is that what we're, is that the account? Is yes, that, Tara's Tiny Trailer. Because I'm not signed into Instagram right now, and, and I'm, I can't get the full thing, so I'm getting just a little snippet. Yes. But Tara, I think we've, my I think Mackenzie found you because of your Instagram channel and your tiny trailer. Let's talk. How did you get started with the tiny trailer? What was your story? What's the journey there? The journey probably would have just started in childhood. We had multiple Winnebago's growing up and we would take the motorcycles out and the Winnebago's and ride motorcycles and camp and I have a lot of fun, oh. a lot of fun memories from the old days. I have some scars as well. Anyone that grew up riding motorcycles is broken at this phase. Uh, you know, I'm scarred and broken, but good memories. And then I, you get to a certain phase with your own children and you decide, you know, I want to have these memories and these times and the campfires and the marshmallows and the stories and exploring. So I actually... For years, I just kind of had it rumbling around in the back of my head that I wanted to get a trailer. I definitely didn't want to get a motorhome like we had back in the day. Well, oh, oh, let me stop you right there. Yeah. Why not? Why not a motorhome? Well, re- very specifically, I like to set up camp and I love to hike. I'm, I dabble. I like to do a 50K or two in a year. So I'm always finding trail. 50K? 50K, yeah. Little little Not baby five. baby ultras. <laughs> the, they're the, the entry-level ultras, what I call them. But yeah, I've been tri- probably for the last eight years. I, I've had years where I do more or less, and COVID kind of interrupted, but I feel like I like to do one or two just for the adventure of it, get out in the mountains. And that being said... Well, I, let me, I'm going to okay. interrupt you. Yeah. I'm just going to interrupt you. How long does it take you to complete a 50K? It, it depends how how much climb. And I'm really slow. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't do them to... I'm not the type of runner that I don't... I don't wear watches and calculate right. my pay. You know, I, I, I want to make sure I make cutoffs and I finish, but I want to have a mm-hmm. good day. I really like adventurous 50Ks with lots of climb and lots of gain. Um, my right. favorite 50K is in... Yeah, it's outside of Yakima and it's called mm-hmm. Yakima Skyline Rim and it has just under 10,000 feet of climb so that oh, just under 10,000 feet of climb so I don't so I the first year I did it I think I think I've done it three times now okay maybe four three or four times over the years and I the first time I did it I finished last me and okay three but other you people. finished finished last yeah and I was psyched I'm like woo <laughs> last it's one that you celebrate. If you finish, you finish. You're cool. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't mind being in the well, in the back of the pack. I just run my own race and just enjoy the day. The people in that world are amazing. So I just and I okay. the views and just being out in the middle of nowhere is 
but Wonderful. help me out because 50 steps is more than I'd like to take in one <laughs> one thing, much less 50K. So yeah. about how long are we talking to complete a 50K? So seriously, that one, that one will yeah. take me like nine hours. Like I, I, it takes okay. me the maximum time, but then there's other ones. There's a, there's a really cool one in Kirkland called Bridal Trails 50K mm-hmm. and it's, a, it's laps and it's just in the park. And that one... I think I cut off a couple hours on that one, but I'm just, I'm not super fast. So it's a full day. I mean, it's but a full yeah, day. It's, I yeah, mean, yeah, okay. So like super fast competitive people, they do them, they'll do them in like five hours. And I'm going, ah, how'd you do this? You're incredible. So there's a huge range and I'm on the, I'm on the slow, the slow. No, no, range. no, that's, that's okay. I was just, I'm just trying to yeah. wrap my brain around how many hours of activity. Yeah. For me, it's an all day. It's an all day. Okay. It's an all day deal, but it's, it's fun. And it drives me to hike a lot and because you have to just climb, 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 getting prepared for some of these races. So it just, I think it just promotes me kind of constantly working towards it. What about recovery time? How long does it take you to, I mean, what's the next day like for you? Are you achy and sore? Uh, Well, it's weird. And I, I can't, I can't obviously speak for other people and I'm sure they have different experiences. I, I feel like when I first, my first 50k the next day I was like whoa and you can really feel it but the next day is better it's right after it's when you drive from the end of the race home you know whether it's 20 (laughs) minutes or an hour and you try to get out of the car that's the moment of truth that's the moment and then the next day you're like I am so cool I mean it kind of reminds me I mean I'm not comparing the two but after you give birth you're like I am amazing and it kind of gives you not the same obviously but a similar feeling of like I am amazing. I accomplished something. And of course there's people that do hundred K's and hundred milers and 200 milers and do all this crazy stuff. But you know, we, we each pick something that makes you feel like you got an accomplishment. And for me, it's. Do you ever want to try hundred K? Well, I've, I've thought about it, but honestly, just being a full time, right, I'm pulling the single mom card here, like single parents, um, full-time job, then all right, all right. my sketch, it just, it's hard for me to put more into it. Cause I'm, I'm not a big trainer. Like I'll take six okay. weeks before a race and really hammer down. But other than that, I keep mild, you know, just, I maintain fitness and then for six weeks before the race, I'll, but I just, okay. I would want to, I would have to put more into that part of my life to do longer races. So I haven't currently wanted okay. to do that. <laughs> So it's the, okay. it's the length of race that makes me feel like I can fit this into my life a couple times a year and not be completely overwhelmed. All right. Yeah. So then that comes back to the trailer. You like to set camp up. And- yes. I, I just want to be able to drive to trailheads and drive to activities and do things and keep camp set up. And when I first okay. looked into it, I thought about getting a van. There are some companies that will do the build outs for you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that might be a kind of a cool option. You just buy the van, they do the van build. But I, I have three children, two are still home with me. So I needed them to have separate beds. One's a boy, one's a girl. They're not going to want to cozy up together. So <laughs> I then started looking at campers and I wanted to find something where I could get a bunk bed option, something to sleep the three of us comfortably. And I needed something lightweight because at the time I had a Subaru Outback. And I was like, what can I pull and not have to buy a new car? And what can I, what can I buy that has sleeping for the three of us? And what can I buy that's not unbelievably complicated and huge? 
because I have no experience pulling trailers whatsoever. So that's kind of how I found Happier Camper is you start kind of researching and it narrows it down to just a couple of options. And then I'm very, very motivated by looks. (laughs) And I I just completely fell in love with the look of the Happier Camper. And then I fell in love with the people and the fact that I could customize it. So it just, once I got started down the path and realized it fit all of the boxes, my need boxes mm-hmm. and the resale value and just the quality. And it, it's just okay. not, you know, a chintzy thin little thing. It's this buff, amazing. Yeah. I, I can't, I can go on and on about it, but that's what led me to going that direction as opposed to, you know, a motorhome or a van. And yeah. it, and I watch van people and I think vans are so cool, but I watch them like get in the van to go to the store and then come back to the campsite. I'm like, ah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just want to leave camp. Set did, up. Okay. How did the kids, what did the kids think when you finally brought this thing home? Yeah, they were excited. It was a year process. Um, once okay. I, it was over a year process because it took about nine months for the, mm-hmm. for the build process. And so there was a lot of anticipation and we, we met the delivery driver at a truck stop just a couple of miles from the house and they came and they were really excited and we kind of watched the semi come in with the campers on the back and unload. So from the very beginning, they've been really involved and okay. I I have I drug them all over the state last summer. I mean, we just almost every single weekend. I just they would just ask okay. my mom, where are we going? Where are you taking us? How long's the drive? And once we once we get to the campsite, they leave me alone so I can set it up. They all know just okay. just stay out of my way. Right. So they'll they'll go and hide for me, and then I'll set up the awning and the lights and get camp all set up. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go to the river. Let's go swim. Let's go to the lake. You know, wherever we are. And, and then we just start. We'll come up. back to the trailer a little bit, I'm sure. But let's talk about where was the last place you camped. Well, the so I just got back from a nine-day adventure down to LA, down to the Happier Camper headquarters, and back. Mm-hmm. So the okay. last couple of days of that trip were in Northern California, in the Redwoods. When you when you stopped for the day mm-hmm. and you decided we're going to set up camp, mm-hmm. how long does it take you to set up camp with this thing? Um, I mean, yeah. I, how long I, are the kids hiding from you? Just, I mean, literally a half an hour at most for me. And that's for me to, okay. it just takes moments to back in. And it's really cute because the kids will just jump out of the car and they'll, they'll just stand on the picnic table. They'll kind of spot me. I'm like, just make sure I don't hit that bush or that. And I jump out of the car a couple of times and it's really easy to get this little guy in place. Okay. And then mm-hmm. they just kind of, I mean, sometimes they'll just go in the camper and and hang out in there while I, or they'll just, usually they'll walk off if there's any type of play structure, even though they're a little bit older, they'll still go and hang out on the swings while I set up, while I set up camp if we're at a traditional campground. And I always bring scooters or they'll jump on their scooters and they'll go scoot around and explore. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't take me very, I'm I'm so regimented. Like I just like awning rug, get the chairs out, get the lights up and then we're good to go. So how long does it take you to pack up when you're leaving? Oh, a little longer. It just depends on what kind of a met. Because at that point, then there's, 
the food and the fire. We, this last trip, because I only stayed one night at each place because of the pace of the trip, you know, I had, I had a, my cooler in the back of my truck. I had a lot of the gear in the back of the truck. So I was so efficient. I mean, I just had everything. I never took, I left the cooler in the truck and we would access our stuff. You know, I left it more, you know, kind of packed away and I was just super efficient, pulled everything out, set it up. And I did set up the awning and the lights every single night, except one night because it was 11 and we were all so exhausted and it was like a seven hour drive day. But So the reason I'm asking all these yeah. questions is um, my idea of camping is bad room service. Um, but we have talked about a sprinter van or Mm -hmm. you know we'll just lump them all the vans into the sprinter category or a smaller maybe a 30-foot rv not you know not not a not a converted marathon bus or something like that i mean Mm -hmm. because the other thing is i don't i can't afford an rv with two commas in the price tag right have you ever looked at those marathons i mean they're insane it's 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 amazing. I call them condos, just condos. Yeah, they, wheels. Well, they're more expensive than a lot of condos. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, that's just literally a house. If you want a home on wheels. I, yeah. I, I, my friend, a friend of mine sent me, Hey, check this one out. It was a used one for $4 million. I'm like, oh my oh, okay. So I anyway, yeah. We're, we've been talking about this and when you and I talked on the phone, like you, I'm motivated by the aesthetic of the thing. Mm-hmm. Unlike you, I'm tall and big. You're not. <laughs> so finding something that I can stand up in has been—it's not that easy. No, yeah. And you were trying to tell me, but you know, the inside height of yours is like what six foot one or something like that, which is too short for me. At but the center, right. for a normal person, it would be fine. Right. But their bigger model claims to have a six, six foot five. Four. Yeah. And it- I'm like. Oh, the bigger model so, is gorgeous. I mean, I've, I've spent a bunch yeah. of time climbing around in that one on my so, last visit. Right. You know, th- so this, this whole episode isn't about necessarily the brand, but it's more about the, the idea of getting out and exploring Washington state mm-hmm. easily with some amenities. And you're telling me that, you were pulling this with the Subaru Outback. No, I and set it up. At, yeah, well, you were. You, I, you were. Right? I, or the, did you get the Jeep? Yeah, that was the plan, and then I ended up getting the Jeep while okay. I was waiting for the camper. Okay, so yeah, but you could have. You could pull the little. Not a what's problem. what's the? It's HC HC one. Is that the? Yep, the HC one, and okay. it's eleven hundred pounds. So the right. the vehicles are just. I mean, you see the people right. on their Instagram Mini Coopers with yeah, Mini all Coopers. sorts of different vehicles. So it just opens up the ability to get out and my, I mean, I just set the camper outside my door and I can, once everything's set up for the season, I just, you know, throw the last minute things in the clothes and go leave on a Friday. Right. You know, it's really, that's so, exactly why. Cause it's easy. Right. There's not a lot of BS. So you then started an Instagram channel kind mm-hmm. of documenting your adventures. I did. Which is how we found you. Yeah. So what made you start an Instagram channel? I I was kind of mulling it over and I think a lot of people do. I mean, I've I've noticed most people that get the campers or I think there's a, a lot of push like, "Oh my gosh, I have this awesome thing." And 
I'm going to show it off. And I, I don't think I thought I was deliberate. I was deliberate when I did it. It's not like, whoops, I accidentally started an Instagram, but I, I was definitely deliberate. And I thought, well, once I start it, I'm going to be consistent and I'm actually going to fully participate in it. Um, mm-hmm. my day job, I'm a national director of sales. So I, I mean, I have a lot of experience in sales and marketing and, you know, it's just kind of how I operate. I was, sorry about that. I was raised with a bunch of family businesses and I think the way I was just raised and how my brain works is just, if you go into something, you kind of go into it all the way and like a business and (laughs) take it seriously and present yourself how you want to present yourself. I think the different, I didn't think I would be doing as much of the videos and getting in front of the camera as I ended up doing. And I'm glad I was actually pushed. I was kind of pushed to do it by an influencer friend of mine who's an influencer in Scotland. And we spend time together and he's like, you you should get in front of the camera. You, You do a great job. You know, I did some videos with him over in Scotland and he's like, come on, come on. So he kind of pushed me and then so I was like, really? Oh, God, this is so outside my comfort zone. But I just figure, what the heck? I'm going to just start talking about my experiences and using things because coming from a novice standpoint. I mean, I do not, mm-hmm. I'm not out there going, I'm the expert at everything. So right. watch what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm going to figure this out and I'll be super honest whether or not it works and how I think it might be easier or if I have to get help. You know, a lot of the things I try to do myself, but a lot of times I have to. I I need somebody to (laughs) unscrew something or, you know, I'm the first person to say, I I can't do this by myself or I can do it by myself. And I think that's been really fun. And it's been fun to have inspired a few, you know, getting messages from, and it's not just women, not at all. I mean, I feel like my followers, it's almost exactly men and women, but I get a lot of messages from women who are just like, oh my gosh, maybe I can do this. I've always dreamed to do this. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You can. I knew I had to ask the guy that dropped off the trailer how to hook it up. I had no idea. Okay. So he showed me what to do. And then I just drove home and tried to back it into my driveway. And you learn really quickly when you're sitting there like, I got to get this thing in this driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you had the Instagram channel? Just a little over a year. I had the camper, then- the year date for the camper is this month. So I think the okay. fourth through the sixth, somewhere in that range is when it was delivered. So it's been about a year. Okay. I, I started the account a few months before. Okay. So it's just been a little over a year since I, once I received the camper, that's when it was like, okay, we're, we're going. And I just started being consistent from there. So yeah, just and over a year. approximately how many followers do you have? I'm in the 15, I think it's 15.3 right now. Okay. So you've yeah. got a lot of people paying attention to what you're doing. So it's been cool. It's been it's been a, mm-hmm. a interesting first year just seeing the growth and seeing what people are interested in and the community and the conversations that are started. And that's always my mm-hmm. goal is just to start conversation because interacting or learning from people and getting opinions is really fun. I, n- I never mind when someone says, you're doing it all wrong. You're such a novice. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I totally am. I I am just figuring it out as I go. And I know that there's tools to do this, but I don't have them. So <laughs> what do you recommend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's start there. What has been the most challenging experience 
as a novice? What's, 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 or let's, I always like to ask what's gone wrong because I think we learn a lot when, when we make mistakes. So what's been the most challenging for you over the last, for you, in your first year with the, with the trailer, as you're traveling around, mm-hmm. what's been the hardest thing? Um, I, there's always that fear of, and I've had conversations with people about this. There's always that fear of getting, kind of getting stuck somewhere there. The campers are really lightweight. So a lot of people can just push them and move them, but I'm not strong. I'm not strong enough to do that. So okay. I'm always kind of watching and taking my time to make sure I don't get stuck places. And there have been a couple of times when I go down an, a little road or a little alley thinking it's going to come out and it's not. So I've, I've, I've jumped over a couple curbs with the camper and just been like, well, I'm going over this thing. (laughs) I'll just do it slowly. So there was, there's those moments for sure. One, one time I drove all the way home from a campground. Luckily it wasn't that far away, but it's still like 45 minute drive on the freeway. And I realized that I might not have hooked everything up before I drove. And I, and so it was the moment of, of going, it was the what could have happened. I, I just, I had a complete hard time. And I'm like listening to music, driving really fast, like just, you know, having the time of my life. And I get home, I'm going, oh my God, Tara, what could have happened? And I, I've never forgotten that one. <laughs> I've never forgotten that little right. piece from now on. But so there, that's terrifying, the what if. But I have little systems in my brain that say, mm-hmm. I always joke, I actually made a video of it. Um actually they were they were asking me what's your checklist that you go through and I was like oh I have this little like dance I go those are up that's in that's down that's locked and I have this little like hand thing that I do every time I do it and I made a little video of doing these little hand that's up that's in that's down and I have this little song that I play in my head and I do the hand motions and I end up making sure that everything everything is hooked up before I left the other the other challenging thing was dealing with the water hooking up there's a kitchen a modular kitchen unit that you can either have in the camper or out of the camper. And that did take me some time to figure out what the heck. And, you know, I had water. So now that you figured it out, is it easy? Yeah. It's it's really, yeah, it's really simple. And it's just a matter of, you know, hooking up the water that comes in and then hooking up the hose for the the gray water to go out. And, but yeah, but at first I was like, oh, and there's little valves. And I mean, it literally takes me a little bit of time. So, and I, and I know I cannot be the only person that goes, okay, there's some, there's some color valves and there's some things that come in and out and backwards and sideways. And so I just have to, I I guarantee you're not the only person (laughs) because if I get one of these, I will be that person. So you're not the only person. I guarantee it. Yeah. So those are the biggest, just those simple kind of logistical challenges. And I do get, I've gotten tense a couple of times, just trying to get into some interesting camp spots camping spots that are kind of like uphill and then you got to go left and there's a hill behind you and you got so i've you know there's been little challenging moments but i'm really proud of myself and i give myself high fives when i get tucked into these campsites or other people will come out of their sites and they'll go are you alone are you by yourself do you want us to spot you I'm like it's okay i got two kids we're good <laughs> they can spot me I'm like if you want to stand back there i'd love it but right. i just get in and out of the car about 10 times to make sure i'm in the right okay. spot yeah. So I'm, I'm kidding you. <laughs> okay. But your, your dance and all that just, I, for somehow I was just thinking 
you could have been a flight attendant at Southwest Airlines doing the whole pre-flight check thing and making it fun for the passengers, you know, just the way you it, it's kind of... It's 100% like that. It absolutely yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, hmm, okay. Yeah. Versus, say, flying on, you know, Delta, and they're like, to the left, to the right. right. Watch the video. You're, you're full, yeah, exactly. You know, read <laughs> the card the in, the, yeah. in the seat, seat back and be quiet. Yeah. I have to do what works for my brain and I'm not oh. going to sit and read a checklist. I'm not going to bring a checklist. So I just had to create, you know, literally a little. Something works for you. A little dance. Yeah. Since we're all about Washington State. Yes. We really haven't talked about Washington State specifically yet. Let's talk about, I'll ask you this question first. You can answer for your kids. Okay. Where's their favorite place that they've been so far with you in the trailer? Their favorite place so far was we went down to, we stayed in Sequest State Park, and we drove to multiple spots around Mount St. Helens, and we did the uh, Ape Cave hike. Okay. That was hands down their favorite experience and we did another we did a little two mile hike to the beautiful lake because I, I just try to find hikes that are fun for them that's not too much and then the right. ape cave i think it's the same i mean i think it's you know like a mile and a half two miles and you're in a lava tube and mm-hmm. it's unbelievable unbelievable i mean it was i i i've it was my favorite thing for the summer as well you're in a huge lava tube yeah it's okay. it's incredible and I'm local. I've lived here. I was born and raised in this state. And mm-hmm. I had, ju- I just heard about it last summer. Oh, really? Yeah. I okay. didn't, I didn't know. Okay. Someone told me about it. I'm like, what is this ape cave? Are you kidding me? I mean, <laughs> was worth the, the drive because I mean, Sequest, it's still quite a drive to the different places to actually, you know, get up to the trails and the viewpoints from Mount St. Helens. But it was a cool base camp for that exploration for sure. Okay. So that you already kind of answered that was your favorite, but so not being able to say ape caves, where is another place that you've been that you've enjoyed? Mm, I, we, we've done a couple of state parks last summer on the hood canal. And I grew up going, we had a couple of cabins also growing up on the hood canal. So that's a place that just holds a special little spot in my heart so it was fun to go out and I actually we went we accidentally ended up right in the heat of clam season or the like the clamming weekend the biggest clamming weekend where it has the lowest tides of the year Mm -hmm. and completely by accident and so it was so fun to take the kids out into the tide flats and just see all the people clamming and we would go up and we would talk to people and they would show us what they procured (laughs) and we looked at and it was crazy. I mean, the water was warm and we would hike out in the tide flats and we were playing in the water. And so, and there were elk, herds of elk running around right next to the canal. It was really cool. Wow. Yeah. So those were, and I love it. I love it out in the canal and the kids swam and we rented kayaks and we had a really good time. Okay. Where have you, have you done much and gone East at all? Have you done anything, say, So an east, um, I haven't gone out that far, but I'm okay. so sorry about the um, pain That's okay. here. I wish oh. I could get that to stop. <laughs> New computer. It's okay. Um, I I actually really like Wanapum Dam. Okay. Just on the All Columbia, right. there's a really, I mean, it, 
it's a spot. It's just a spotless campground and it's really pretty. Mm -hmm. And they have a fantastic roped off swimming area that has sand. It's like a beach and it's a great place to go where, you know, it's high. It is super windy. I have to say that we've had some fun (laughs) nights there, but I, I actually ended up going back, I think three times last summer because the really? swimming and we just, I literally put my chair in the river. I hang out. The kids will swim for hours and it's just a nice escape for a quick weekend. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And we, we went up to, we went up to soap Lake and gorgeous mm-hmm. up. I mean, soap Lake mm-hmm. and up above soap Lake stunning Leavenworth area. I mean, so over here I've started and then I, I'm in the process now this week of kind of mapping out, this year trying to get some of the key campgrounds that I wasn't able to get into last summer. Have you been to Palouse Falls? That that is absolutely on my list this year. I have not. But I always see the pictures. Time... That's a big Instagram location. Yeah, <laughs> so that's I think day. well it's it's the state's waterfall. So I mean it's right. it's kind of yeah. you know, you go take a selfie with with the falls, you know. Right, exactly. Um I have a my my vehicle that I drive a Honda pilot. And uh, I'd never been there before. So a couple years ago, I went there for the first time. And I don't know what the road's like. I haven't been back. But it's like a mile in. And right. it's it's like a washboard. <laughs> and I swear I lost fillings by the time I got there. So your little, tra- I'm wondering how your little trailer will. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, I was looking, I was kind it, of looking at where you're supposed to camp. I know there's tent camping out there, but there's some other mm-hmm. campgrounds where you can actually yeah. Trailer. No, it's it's beautiful there, and it's it is it's a it's a really it's it is it's a it's on Instagram all the time for a reason. It really, it's yeah, just, it looks stunning. Really Dry Falls is another stunning, mm-hmm. stunning, stunning yeah. area as well. Have you gone up to like say Banks Lake or anywhere? Not, like, I mean, I have in my life. Mm-hmm. I know we've my parents and I have boated out there and stunning, but I haven't. I, done that yet i mean that's kind of out where we were we did a bunch of exploring so Mm -hmm. you know we might have we went all over once we kind of camped at soap lake and then we went all we kind of did a bunch of exploring up there and i'll probably head back i I absolutely love it out in that area so do the kids like getting out and exploring are they yeah they do i was really you know sometimes they when i say hey we're heading out they'll go oh you know they'll have that feeling like (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how long's the drive, mom? And really, we're going again. We we're going again. But the second we get on the road, or the second they get out of the car, they're like, "Okay, let's go to the pool, or let's go to the lake." Depending on, I do try to mix in some KOAs throughout the summer Mm -hmm. because for kids, it they absolutely love it. I mean, and it's a completely different vibe. You're mega campground at that point, but. The fact that they can, they do like the activities and they love the pool and they like movie night. So I do pepper in some KOAs as well. And we've got, we've got some, we've got some pretty entertaining ones in the state. (laughs) So they like, they, if I say, Hey, this weekend we're going to go to a KOA. They're like, Oh, sweet. We can, you know, we can swim and I'll just sit on the chair and let them swim for hours. And it's super social. I actually really like all the people that walk around in the morning so when you're having mm-hmm. your coffee, I end up talking to half the campground <laughs> and that's fun. It's always fun to meet the fellow, the fellow campers. So does the, tr- so let me just say this. So for the people that are listening that you 
don't know what we're talking about, the company's name is Happier Camper. Yes. Google it. We'll put a link in the show notes. Check them out. They're kind of, this. I'll describe them and you, you correct okay. me. They're a fiberglass body, kind of a retro looking, not kind of, they are retro looking. I mean, they have fenders. It's kind of cool. Most of them come two-tone. I guess you can do a custom one, mm-hmm. one color paint job and all that. But they have kind of a, the exterior has a 50s atomic era sensibility to it. The interior, though, are cubes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Legos. Imagine, yes. depending, depending on who's listening, your, your kids' Lego systems. And you can mix and match the components in these things. Yes. That's the part that when we started talking, that's what got me because one of the fears I've had about buying a trailer or an RV or something is that you're stuck with this layout that may or may not work for you. Mm-hmm. And it may work like, you know, you might work for you and one of your children, but not you and both your children. See, so it's like, but with this, the, the, the flexibility seems very intriguing. And it, I, and I feel like it goes one step for me beyond flexibility because the flexibility is there and I do change the layout. I do. I mean, you change it mm-hmm. for what you need. I mean, if you want, you can clear the whole thing out and right. put down the mats and you can, you know, put your bikes in there. And I mean, it's, there's the options are completely endless. Yes. And I think the worst thing about a traditional RV and growing up in them, I mean, I grew up in them. We had them. We all had the <laughs> the funky fabric and it runs out, you know, it gets, <laughs> it gets kind of trash and you're like, Oh, and age. I just think the aging of a traditional they date, RV is they rough. get dated very quickly. Right. So, and the cool thing about it is my recent trip down there, um, I'll kind of be unfolding what we did on that trip. It was a very specific purpose of that trip, mm-hmm. but it speaks to why I bought this camper. It's if, if you want anything different or new and they're constantly innovating, so they're coming up with new ideas all the time to make things better or more usable, speak to what people are asking for. So, and like with your fabric, I mean... You can, I may or may not have added some new fun fabric that I'll be showing soon, but you can, you can not only choose your fabric, but if you have an issue or if it gets old, you can buy new fabric. You can buy different cube configurations or different cube styles. There's full cubes, half cubes. You can make a double bed, a single bed, a queen bed. You can have a double table, a triple table, a single table. I mean, if you're creative, Mm -hmm. I mean, sky's the limit. And I think one of the most fun aspects of kind of following some of the other happier campers is see what they do at the interior. Cause I'm, I'm more of a person that I'm using the camper to camp. I'm not a super big decorator because it just gets in the way when you're actually camping. And so I looked at some of the, I looked at some of these people and go, Oh my God, it's so beautiful. You know, maybe someday I can set it up like that. But right now we're half the time we're wet, muddy, dirty the kids are coming in out of the lake and they're taking turns you know they're locking us all out and changing and you know it's just pure chaos so I really use my camper in of not in a rough way I just really use it there's no yeah it's functional you're using it for I'm using it it's so functional and it's so it's super buff and I and I can pull all of those cubes out and I can just I mean, and they get disgusting. I mean, they get so dirty because we're, I mean, 
you're, if you use it and you can pull them, I pull mine out and I use them to stand on and you can sit on them and you can, the whole concept was to be able to take your, you know, you can take the kitchen cube outside. You can just pull it out and you can use it outside. You can take your cubes out and use them as your furniture. There's, you can take your tables out. There's bases and you can just set your tables up outside. So, so one thing I didn't understand, mm-hmm. or I still have to understand, hopefully you can, now you're going to explain to me. When you, how are these cubes attached to the trailer? I mean, they're not, you just, you're not just going to set them there and because they'd slide around. So what is, how do they mount to the trailer itself? There's a grid system on the bottom of the camper. So mm-hmm. there's actually grooves. There's like literally a grid system. And so they go, they kind of go and they kind of set into place. So they're not attached, they, but they sit in these grooves. So once mm-hmm. you set them all in, they don't, they don't move. They're they set all kind of lock then, each other in place. Yep. They just set in place and you put all your stuff in them. And then there are floor tile, like floor covers, like floor mm-hmm. tiles that you mm-hmm. set in the open areas, Matt, and they're fantastic. They just hose down. I mean, literally in the summer, when I get back, I just pull everything out, vacuum out all the little crevices clean off the cubes, throw them back in, let the mats dry in the sun and put them back in. It's just such a nice way. You, I never feel like things are getting gross or dirty because you can just pull everything out okay. and vacuum and it's just beautiful fiberglass. <laughs> so it's it's great. Okay. How long does it take you to clean out the trailer if you're going to do one of those? You, you didn't know there'd be so many specific questions like how long no. No, I, yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about it because I'm a very, uh, fast moving, motivated person. So Mm -hmm. I, I don't mess around. Right. (laughs) And if I have time to do something, I'm like, ah, but yeah, it just takes a moment. I mean, I, it probably, I mean, I'll probably spend an hour because I can just pull, I can just pull all the cubes out. And then Mm -hmm. I, I bring my vacuum, my house vacuum, and I have solar. Mm -hmm. So I just plug it in. And I vacuum out, and you can hose out the camper as well. There's a drain you can't, in the front. So you can hose them out. You can hose them out. Okay. I don't like to do that because it, I feel like it just adds. Uh, I mean, I've done it, but right. you know, it splashes your. I, I, it's just, I'm just not a fan. I feel like the easiest way is to vacuum out the cracks, mm-hmm. that grid system. You know, dirt gets in between. Mm-hmm. So I just vacuum the whole thing out, and I literally just spray. Um, an all-purpose cleaner, wipe it out. I take magic erasers for any scuffs and just clean it up. And then I can put everything back in. And at this point, I am every, all of my cubes are very specific on what's in them and where they go. So the kids know this is where they're, they each have one cube for their clothes and their bedding. Mm -hmm. And then I've got a food cube. We have a toilet cube as well. So there's a toilet so I'm pretty specific about how the organization goes. So I just put everything back right where it goes and we're done. To help to help paint a more detailed picture, how big are these cubes? Oh my gosh. I think it's and the founder always talks about these magic numbers because they, you know, like the seats make a, a seat height, two cubes make a countertop height, everything is Really, I right. think it's 18 inches because uh, I think that's it's what 18. I was thinking they were. Yeah, I think it's yeah, 18 I just inches. Give. It's it's genius. It's like a magic, you know. Because, and I've listened to them. I I'm so impressed by them. I mean, the people at Happier Camper who 
not only created the campers, which they were created based on fixing up retro campers and renting them. Mm-hmm. And then they created their own version. And that this is how this all started. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's an 18 inch cube. Yeah. Cause one cube is I mean, 36. Yeah. Yeah. 36 one cube is a chair counters. height. Two cubes is a countertop height. And then they make, uh, you know, two cubes across, is it two or three cubes make a double bed and then a queen bed. Like it all works out perfectly. I'm so glad there's people in the world whose brains operate that way. I'm like, I don't know, know but it works out perfect. (laughs) You didn't know there was going to be math involved in this conversation. Sorry. I only, yeah, I know hotel math. I can give you room nights and revenue hotel math, but you know, (laughs) camper math. I don't know about that. Yeah. It's, it's really impressive. And I have to tell you the, I joke about, you know, people will talk about the camper company. It's really personal to me because I have spent time with them and partnered with them Mm -hmm. And run around in the facility with everybody and I've looked at kind of what's coming down the pipe and people's ideas and, you know, I watch the people that are sitting there actually putting the fabric on the cushions and the wood shop where they're, you know, making the wood faces for all the cabinets and the drawers and it's just so cool to see a product that is truly hand built and it's custom built for all these different people's needs and wants and they take on a life of their own because of the colors and you're so personally invested (laughs) by the time you know you create this camper and in what you want the colors you want and they do take on kind of a life of their own and it's just cool to see to see the process there's like humans out there doing it it's not like a factor where they're being stamped out it's these people that are doing an amazing job and I watched because my camper just got a bunch of stuff done to it and I watched them tear it all apart and it was incredible I can't wait to share more about what, what we did, do, which is coming. Do you know if there's any places in Washington that are renting these out so people can try them? So they're not in Washington. I think, I want to say they're still, I don't know if they still rent them. I know that's kind of how it started and there was, that's a good question, but not in Washington. I know in Washington, um, some of the people kind of in the final stages of buying, I've done a lot of Zoom calls. I've met people or people have, you know, we've met at campgrounds so they can see it. Um, And that was really cool. Uh, There's some campers now, like in the Portland market, uh, Camping World has some happier campers there. So people have been kind of having another place to go to see them. But in this area, it's been, you know, some pop-ups and things like that, or me, where where people have- I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that if Camping World has them in that place that we normally bleep out, Portland. Yeah. Um, oh, oops, I, sorry. <laughs> it's outside of Portland. I, it's like Troutdale. <laughs> yeah, Trout. <laughs> just over the river. We're just like on the river. Yes. Yeah. It's on the wrong side of the Columbia River. How's right. that? Um, right. It's that side. No. I know. I kid. I kid. I know, of um, course. But I'm going to guess if Camping World's got them there, that they'll probably have them in the Puget Sound region at some point in the near future. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, that, yeah, it's coming. I mean, they deliver, this area has been really popular. I mean, they, right. they're they delivering up here all, all the time. So I see them. I'm like, what? You guys stay away. I'm the, I have got these up here. I told them last yeah. time I was there. I was like, you cannot let anyone else get my color. <laughs> this is mine. What, so what color, what color do you, is yours? So I have Silver Lake Gray. Okay. 
and I got the full and coat. yours is all one one tone, right? Yes. It's not a two-tone. No, I got the full coat, and that was one of the most difficult decisions ever because I think they're so cool. But I just like, I feel like the full coat gave it more of a sporty vibe. So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, and I changed multiple times. I was like, oh, I'm going to get white with sage green. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to get all white. And then, oh, I'm going to get half gray. No, I'm going to get all gray. So even up until the very, the drop dead date on making that decision, I was still changing it. Last minute, oh I gosh. changed everything. I was like, wait, I don't want tan cushions. I want gray cushions and I want gray wood instead of bamboo. And I want, I mean, (laughs) and then I still second guessed myself until it arrived in my driveway. And then I was like, okay, no, this looks good. (laughs) It's too many decisions almost. You're just like, ah. So I've talked to a bunch of people via Zoom to kind of walk through those decisions too. And, you know, what do you actually use? And what did you think of this? And what do you think of that? And it's been really fun. One thing we haven't, we've talked, we've kind of talked around, not, not intentionally, but what are the dimensions of this trailer? So the actual trailer is 10 feet long. It's 13 with the trailer part that sticks out the front. With There's the hitch? A, thank you. There's a technical term. The, the, the tongue or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. The tongue, I think. It's yeah, the but tongue. the actual camper is 10. Do not take any of this as RV advice, folks. We right. don't know what we're talking right. about. I use the word thingy a lot in that. Thingy is a lot of different parts on the camper. Right. Uh, so it's it's a, it's only a 10-foot trailer. Yeah. It weighs about 1,200 pounds. About, yeah. And about, depending on what you load into it, will change Right, that. yeah. They say 1,100 dry. 1,100 dry. So, you know, you're probably going to get it up to 1,300 or 1,400 by the time you put things in it. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Um, but still something that most every vehicle on the road can pull. Right. Where, where are you going to go this summer in Washington? Let's, 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 let's help you plan out your summer. What's on the list? Uh, yeah, I do. And I do have some wish list locations that okay. are, that are hard, that are hard to get into and you need to plan ahead. And okay. I, well, you never know. Somebody out here may, may be able to help you. Yeah. Know, no, who, and who knows I, who's listening? And I so put it out. I know, right. I literally stalk the Washington state campground website through the, and some days, if I'm looking, if I want a specific campground, I will go on multiple times a day waiting for somebody to cancel, and it works great. And usually, the campsites that are canceled are really good ones too, because they're the people that you know planned as oh, soon okay. as the day that you could book it. Mm-hmm. No, but I definitely I'm going to go to um, Moran State Park on Orcas Island, okay. mm-hmm. and I mean they that is just one of my favorite campgrounds. And I am going to do just. Um, I want to go to Deception Pass and, oh my gosh, where's the one in the coast that has a similar name? Cape Disappointment. Cape Disappointment. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mm-hmm. love, I actually love Beacon Rock too, which is on the Washington side of the river. Don't worry. It's still yeah, on the right side of the river. I but I, that, was, I didn't bleep you. I so didn't. <laughs> the, like, wait, but that hike, the, the hike that goes up Beacon Rock is incredible. It's really adventurous. It's short, but it'll kind of get you if you have heights Mm -hmm. issues because you're climbing on the outside of Beacon Rock (laughs) with little stairs. I mean, the kids, my last year, my son was terrified. So I'm hoping this year I told him, I said, we're going to go back to Beacon Rock this year. So let's, we're going (laughs) to, we're going to be much more comfortable on the trail. But yeah, that's another really fun spot. And the campground is small, so it's hard to get into. Got to plan ahead a little bit. Where are you doing 50Ks this year? Well, yeah, that, and that's that's a 
That's a good question. My running buddy and I, we actually canceled one in the spring because I ended up moving. And you know, when you have a house on the market, you just don't know. And it just got to be too much. So we canceled. We had one this month that we canceled just because I moved. And then I decided to spend two weeks on a road trip to California. So where was the one that you would have, where was, where would the one that you canceled, where was it going to be? It Gorge Waterfalls. And it's on the Oregon side. It's, I know, I know. I asked. You asked. So <laughs> I, we got to talk about Oregon for just, just a tiny speck. But it's really, it's one of the most popular 50Ks because it's stunning and you go by all these different waterfalls and it was canceled because of the fires. So it's the first year back. And so, Mm -hmm. but I'm glad, I'm glad we canceled it. It was just too much. The last one I did was Ancient Lakes, which is out in Quincy, Mm -hmm. Washington, out by the gorge. And it's really beautiful out there and really interesting. (laughs) It was really cold. Mm -hmm. They just had it again. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, there are races that I love to do. Mm-hmm. I would, um, but I need to plan. I need to get another one on the books because life got a little busy this spring. So I'm gonna, I don't know yet. I love, I love, uh, uh, there's a couple of different companies, Rain Shadow that does some great races like out at sun mountain and they do that Yakima skyline. And so I just kind of look, look at the different races. There's one called grand Ridge and it's actually just outside of Issaquah. And I love to do that one as well. So I don't know. I was just thinking about that. It's time now that the chaos of moving is over to get one in the books for sure. All right. Good question. This is a, so because remember, you are acting as a de facto salesperson for Happier Camper, as far as I am concerned, because we are thinking about one of these. Oh, but no, I can't help deal it. Breaker. it I'm, I, I naturally I become a salesperson for them because I, I, I like it. <laughs> so okay, so it just there, there is a deal. There is a deal breaker for me. So oh. explain to me. Yes. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's. A, it, it will be a deal breaker. So I need you to. I okay. need you to sell me on this. Okay. How easy is it to make coffee in one of these? Oh, coffee. Well, okay. I do, and I do have I do have one little video oh. of me making coffee inside. But typically, my kids sleep way later than me. And I've had multiple people go, why don't you ever make coffee inside? I'm like, well, because my kids are asleep. So typically, I go outside, and I have a little jet boil, and I have an AeroPress, mm-hmm. and I jet boil mm-hmm. and AeroPress my coffee. Every morning outside under the awning with my lights on, typically in the dark, and I just have my time and I magic and I try not to wake them up because I want <laughs> I want at least an hour of just coffee, journal. I turn on some music if I have service and I just whew, and talk to people. Right, my camper, see. the camper attracts uh, mm. it attracts people. So typically people when they walk by they'll they'll chat. They'll we, we end up I mean, chatting. The- so I chat a lot with my coffee in the morning. That's an option for me, but I'm really going to want coffee inside. So how's how's it? How would I be preparing coffee inside the trailer? What's what's that kitchen unit got going for it? So the kitchen unit is it has countertop little wings that come out. So you okay. have a cube size. You have the cube, and the cube has a sink mm-hmm. in it. Okay. So. 
and the sink has a lid that can close so you can work on it right. and it comes with a little cutting board that sits right on top of the sink so it's a cool little unit and then it has two little um little wings that come up to give you some extra counter space and okay. if you don't have bunk beds you have a lot right. more space too to move right. so and do they have a heat is there a stove element that's available? So it comes with a stove. When they sell it, it comes with a stove, like a, but okay. it's not attached okay. to the kitchen unit. Oh, okay. And I actually, and they, I mean, it comes with a beautiful stove, but I actually use, I just use the Coleman Fold and Go. And mm -hmm. it, it's just a Coleman stove that folds in half and it just happens to fit perfectly inside the cube. Cause I'm a crazy okay. person about having a spot for everything in there because it's such a small space. Okay. So I just use that stove and I'm usually outside cooking. I'm usually, I do everything outside, honestly. Okay. But if All it's right. freezing, but I do prepare and I've got some videos coming up from the trip where I'm making lunches for the next day inside, making coffee in the morning in the camper. Um, okay. I try to kind of so show the prep, you know, show what it's like in there more. Cause there's a lot of people that have been like, okay, we get it. It's cute, but show us more of the inside. <laughs> so. I try to pepper that in too, so you can see kind of the reality of what it looks like inside. So inside, are you using the AeroPress as well? Yeah, you, and I you're an AeroPress person. I am completely addicted to that, and I used it ten, uh, tent camping a couple of years ago. My friends, while I was waiting for my camper, we used to tent camp, and some friends took us out, and my friend's husband made me coffee that morning with an AeroPress. And after that, I was completely sold. I bought one the next Monday and I've been using it ever since. I use it camping, but I use it every single morning in the house too. I use it every single day, but I do also have some of the little pods. There's a company that sends me coffee from uh, Porta Coffee and they send me all these little, all these little pods and they're, and they're pour overs. And so they're super easy. So I always have some of those too, if it's just, because that's by far the easiest so way, but. With your AeroPress, now we're going to geek out on coffee. Morning. Yeah. So are you, What? what's your coffee of choice? What are you drinking? I like to, I like Tony's from Bellingham. Well, you don't have to apologize for that. Why are you apologizing? <laughs> I do. You know, but it's weird. I, I try, but I like so many different coffees and I've tried multiple different ones. And I'm the kind of person that's like, ooh, this is interesting. But I kind of, I kind of right. always go back to the Tony's French Roast. I, I okay, so you're kind of a darker team. roast fan. I do, yeah. yeah. But I've tried lots of different Are kinds you... of coffee. If they don't have Tony's, you know, I'll try different fun. Are you buying it ground or are you grinding it yourself? I usually buy it ground. I have grinders. I usually bring grinders, but I I like the ease and I go through it fast enough to where it doesn't get it doesn't get stale. I know people are like, oh, it's so much better, but my life is. Uh, so little, you're running your AeroPress just with regular ground coffee. Yeah. You're 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 able to get a good cup of coffee. But I use two filters. I use two of the little um they come with these super thin little paper filters and I use two. And so I like mm -hmm. for a longer seep, it holds the water in longer and I kind of yep. you know, if you stick the top of the AeroPress on it'll hold the coffee in mm -hmm. longer. So I just I do make it for a longer seep because I like it really powerful. So you don't do the inverted method then? You're not standing it on its plunger. So I, I use the cup and then I put the plunger on top and then it mm -hmm. just, and then I like let some water drip because I, I want to fill up my 14 ounce. I have like a big 14 ounce Yeti cup. So right. I, I like to add a little extra water. So I probably don't do it the right 
the right way? No, no, no. There's 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 two schools of thought here. There's the the there's the the traditional method, which is what you're describing, and then there's the inverted method. And I've seen, and I think that's where, what my neighbor does. I saw. I've. We and were, I do the inverted method. We were watching each other, and I was like, "Oh, you do it that way." She's like, "You do it that way." I'm like, "Yeah, I want more coffee." And she likes coffee lighter than like she'll do medium roast, and she doesn't use as much. And I like coffee that's like tar. <laughs> Almost. Right as it, as it should be. That's, that's <laughs> I, how, yeah, I like it. I like powerful. Ha, have coffee. you tried? Have you tried the metal filters? I've never. I haven't. And I've looked at them and I've gone, "Ooh, I should try that." But well, here's the thing: I don't know how it's going to compare to a double paper filter. But when you use a single paper filter, and you use a stainless steel filter, the stainless steel filter seems to keep a lot of the oils out of the coffee where the paper filter lets them pass through into the coffee. Okay. So if you don't like the oils, then the stainless steel filter is a really nice thing. Plus, you just rinse it off it's and it's ready one. to go again. Versus, right. Yeah, it's super easy. But it does change the flavor profile of the coffee. Interesting. I have now tried it with paper and two filters, so I'll have to, I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I should experiment with that. Yeah, I always So it's Tony's, Tony's pre-ground French roast. Yep. Okay. That's yeah. fine. I used no, to do nothing... the I used to do the cafe Carmelita when I used, you know, a coffee pot. But I haven't mm-hmm. used a coffee pot in at least two years. As soon as I had AeroPress coffee, that's all I do. And right now, yeah. it's still sitting in my camper. I haven't even taken everything out yet. You uh, haven't sprung for a second one. I've thought about it so many times, but I just always have it with me. It's my. It's like an. It's like a purse or earrings. It's an accessory. It's always. <laughs> it's always with me. No matter where I go, I have my little coffee kit. <sighs> as as you should, if you're a Washingtonian, as you should. Yeah, yeah. I have my AeroPress and my Jetboil, which those are my probably my two most used items okay. that I own. The Jetboil, because the water boils in literally two minutes, and All right. I don't have to wait. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up a little differently because we talked coffee. Because normally I'd ask you where to go to get a cup of coffee in in your area, and you've just told me the AeroPress and Tony's. You know, that's that's yeah. perfectly. I make my own coffee. I know. (laughs) In your travels, where have you found an interesting place to grab something to eat? Oh, food. You know, um, when you're passing through Olympia, Vic's Pizza is one of my favorite places to grab pizza because I I do, I'm a plant-based person. (laughs) So they have the best vegan pizza in the entire world. Too. They usually have, have like a cream sauce and a, yellowy kind of i don't know i love vix pizza both locations so if i'm cruising through and if i'm like on the i-5 corridor (laughs) but i i do also i have to say that when i go travel around i uh Mm -hmm. i pre-make like potato salad and muffins and so i do a lot of pre-cooking so that we don't Mm -hmm. have to so once we're out we don't have to rely on road food but Vic's Pizza is a winner for everybody. If if we're on the well, I five corridor, <laughs> if we go that well, what, way, what, if if you if you left it up to the kids, they could go anywhere they want on the road. Where would they pick? Uh, if, as far as camping, yeah. So they would go. Um, you know what? A really fun one that they loved is called Ike Kinswa State Park. It's off of Highway mm-hmm. Twelve, and okay. it's on a lake. So anywhere where they can get in the water. That is the number okay. one. So if they're and I can swa the 
all of the campsites, you have a little trail to the lake. So you feel like oh. all of the campsites feel like lakefront because you have your private little trail oh, cool. to the lake. So I think that, or if we can go to the canal, they really like to kayak and get out on the water. Okay. If they can swim or get out on the water, okay. they're happy. Or playing the river. I mean, water okay. source has been number one. So let's, one last variable to this. If you don't have the kids, where would you go? Oh, if I don't have the kids, then, well, the kids would like this too, but I like to go to the coast. Okay. Yeah. I love, I love the Washington coast. I think it's absolutely stunning. It is. is. And, oh, you know what another wish list is really quick? Ho Rainforest. We're going this summer. Okay. I haven't been in years and I'm excited to show the kids. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool space. Okay. Yeah. What didn't I ask you that I should have? Oh boy. Um, I have a funny why I'm super local story, which I told you when we initially talked. And uh, my great grandfather is Harry Truman. And he, he decided not to leave Mount St. Helens and he passed away when it exploded, but it's kind of a funny story. He's, he's an interesting character and one thing I love about technology is now you can YouTube this guy and you can go see all the people who would go out and talk to him and try to tell him like, Hey, should you, uh, should you take off? But it's been really entertaining for the kids now to, no one believes the kids at school. They're like, that is not your great, great grandfather. I'm like, Oh yeah, <laughs> you're related to that guy. But it's kind of, that's kind uh, of a fun, just local. We're super local. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you grow up? What, what part of the state? So mostly I grew up between Maple Valley and Redmond. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're local. Oh, yeah. And I've lived all over just kind of with my building my career and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I've lived all over the state. And I've left a few times, but I always come back because the diversity here is so incredible that it's hard to beat. Where can people find you online? Let's let's leave with that. Where can people find out more about the tiny trailer, your tiny trailer and what you're doing? Because it's it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I would appreciate everyone coming to say hi and take a look and see what you think. Send me a message. I have an Instagram account, Tara's Tiny Trailer. And right now that's that's it. I have I have a TikTok account, but I'm mostly tagged. Happier Camper will take some of my videos and make them. I put a few, but I'm really not on TikTok yet. I've kind mm-hmm. of dabbled. And I'm working on a basic website. I'm it, it that's a learning process for me, but ultimately I would like to just do a few posts about, you know, top things that work, you know, maybe some recommendations, uh, some reviews, things like that. So that's kind of my next project and wish list is just have a landing, a very simple landing page. I'm noticing a lot of the people that I meet, a lot of people I meet in campgrounds are, you know, they're not older, but some of them are not even online. They're not even on social channels and they're like, what's your website? I'm like, oh, I don't have one. So that's my wish for the future. But right now it's mostly on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've kind of sold me on getting one. Now hopefully my wife will listen to this episode and it will, you know, 
She won't listen to this far. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so she won't hear me say this, but no, hopefully we'll sell her on it. Well, she's I'm, been looking for something that she could pull by herself easy, and this yeah. certainly seems to meet that criteria. Yeah, that was my num- that was my number one. I just need to be able to handle it myself. I'm happy to stop by, and you can take a look. <laughs> well, we're yeah, we well, we're not too far away. We're so. not. I'm, I'm happy to show you. Awesome. <laughs> then All you'll right. really be well, hooked. You'll be like, ah, oh, this is amazing. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been really fun. Yeah. Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.